part of meeting with stalwarts and veterans of the organization is not because what is ventilated in public, but it's part of the process of self-introspection. You will recall, post the 3rd August local government election, we said, among others, we will do a self-introspection, and we don't see that process as just an event, that we meet one sector, and that was the end of it. The ongoing engagement, and it's not like we'll meet the first and the last time with stalwarts, the elders of the organization, we'll continue to meet with them. The Mangaung Conference uh, undertook to set up an integrity commission, and one of the things that it said is that more urgent steps should be taken to protect the image of the organization and enhance its standing in society. The question being asked by people who have been watching this unfold for so many years is why is this integrity commission not involved in correcting what many see as terribly wrong in the ANC? It's such that the integrity commission does not report in every case. There is a number of cases, many of them have not been seen in the public discourse. Um, that the Integrity Commission will not wait for a structure or individual in the AMC to prefer a case to the Integrity Commission. On their own, they've invited a number of comrades on some of the issues that you would have seen and read about in public or heard about. And it has done a lot of good work, the Integrity Commission. But of course, you know in the past, there was the Integrity Commission was armstrong by the fact that they could only make recommendations. It's only the NGC last year was to get a resolution that the Integrity Commission will make a final report. So if decision is final, it will only interface with the national officials, no other structure, will not report to the NWC or no, the NEC. Okay, let's talk about the public and public perception. Uh, the Secretary General even said then at the Mangaung Conference that the ANC can no longer allow prolonged processes that damage its integrity. He's spoken out about the Integrity Commission and criticizing it for not taking steps to deal uh, with issues around President Jacob Zuma. The point here is that be a perception of fact. People are of the view that the major stumbling block, and it may not be everybody, but it certainly has stuck in terms of reputational damage, that President Jacob Zuma is a problem. What is important is that, among others, which is the point that the Secretary General um, spoke about last week, is that the Integrity Commission, I don't think it must act under pressure in terms of what cases it comes across and which cases it must choose. It must make sure that it deals with everybody equally. And I think in approaching the ANC has always been integrity commission, treat us equally. There must not be uh, big animals and small animals like animals running the African National Congress. And I think the integrity commission in its own mind, in the meeting with the national leadership, for example, when it met with officials, it raised a number of constraints in dealing with some of those issues. And I think going forward, it's important to appreciate that these are elders that some of them are now part of the list of 101. Perhaps we could raise a similar issue with them in terms of what is it that they think should be done urgently in their view to protect the brand African National Congress, to defend the revolutionary movement, the ANC, but also to make sure that uh, the issues that continue to dominate the public discourse about negatively in the ANC, they are corrected.
The ANC has always said that it governs at the behest of the people. And I wonder, what does it say to the broader public in South Africa? Does the ANC believe that there is a problem within the ANC? Does the ANC believe that President Jacob Zuma is costing it in terms of the faith that people have in it? And as much as the ANC speaks about collective responsibility, what is it saying about the urgent steps that need to be taken. At no stage in the history of the African National Congress has the ANC never faced with serious challenges. And each epoch, uh, challenges are different. And what it requires most is a leadership that is able to adapt and deal with those conditions in a manner that makes the ANC to become stronger, having faced with those challenges. And I think the current challenges faced by the movement, what they will need to do at the end of the day is a courageous leadership that must save the African National Congress, making sure that the ANC, out of this challenge and the going, which is a necessarily organizationally, organizational renewal process, that we must go through this so that we can renew ourselves as the ANC, struggling in uh, different conditions. That is the leadership of the ANC must, must make the ANC to emerge out of this stronger, a listening organization, very honest, very frank, that is grounded among the people, that respects the opinion and diversity of the views, firstly of its members, but secondly, the diverse views of South African society. Finally, just on that point, the ANC had bold leadership like uh, that of Oliver Tambo during the Morogoro conference. Does the ANC believe that it has that kind of quality and bold leadership now? We have. We have a bold leadership of the African National Congress, but we always make a distinction between 1969 and 2016, the challenges of 2016 are quite different. We are now a governing party. The proximity to power and so on, it comes with a lot of things that in some instances they may compromise the, both the leadership because of in the intersection between business and the elected leadership. And that may compromise some of the historical values of the African National Congress. That's why in our response, in welcoming the public political report of the culture, we caution our cadres that they must be vigilant of a relationship between business and elected leadership because business is in that space not for charity or for philanthropy, but to take advantage of the elected leadership for their no narrow private interests. And therefore, it's important for leadership never to compromise and undermine the confidence of our people by sacrificing uh, some of the important values and actually hand over the expected mandate in terms of what they must do on a daily basis to private interests, including the fact that we must be intolerant of corruption. Is that an admission that some of your leaders have indeed been compromised? The point we make is that generally the organization, the ANC is incorruptible. Nobody can corrupt the organization as the ANC, but every incident that happens elsewhere in a corner, in a department of an ANC member who's found guilty, it becomes the ANC, it damages the ANC brand. Hence, the manifestation of, for example, the court to establish the Interagency Commission, because we've all acknowledged that we can no longer dismiss an incident or an act of one individual as an act of one individual, to an extent that it impacts negatively on brand African National Congress.